Yes, people, it is Monday, and we get a special echo chamber coming at you. Unfortunately, no interviews today, people, which is usually our our special shtick, but we have two reviews for you, right? One is a little musicy orientated, and the other is the completion of a trilogy. So it is all fun. Let's get into it, right? Let's get into the fun, people. Buckle up. Let's go. So, people, Dirt Music. It is the new film from director Gregor Jordan. Now, the thing is, we haven't seen Jordan since his 2012 documentary on the swimmer Ian Thorpe. You know, it's, all, it's been a while. It's been a while. So, um... Yeah, it's kind of interesting that he chose this as his, you know, project back. It's an adaptation of um, a book from Tim Wind, Winton. Yeah, I think that's what you say, Tim Winton. That was a huge hit, right? Book came out in two thousand and one. It uh, was a Booker Prize shortlisted novel. It won other awards. You know what I mean? So it, it was a good book, well received, which is always, you know, I think troublesome. <laughs> because it means a load of people have a certain vision in their minds, right? They've already thought, ah, well, this character will look like this, and this character will look like that. Oh, and this, oh, the big scene is this. Wait, why isn't that scene in the film? And I can't believe they left that out. You know what I mean? You get that. Right? One of the only books that really seemed to, I think, galvanize most people, right? I had most people like, yeah, no, that was that was good, was Lord of the Rings, even though, yes, there was stuff that was left out, you know, Tom Banderduke and some other things, I think most people thought, yeah, Nuremberg, that looks how I imagined it, same with Rivendell, you know, they, they were able to, and I don't know how, right, but they did it, but yes, it's a difficult thing to do for sure, So, uh, Gregor Jordan, yeah, he decided to make that attempt. Now, he did have Jack Fawn, you know what I mean? He came in and he adapted the screenplay for him. And Fawn, you know, he's worked on countless things. You know what I mean? Countless things, right? So, started off with Shameless and Skins for TV. And then he's gone on to a whole host of films. Right, so um, yes, they stuck in to do this. The film is produced by Finola Dwyer, Amanda Posey, Angie Fielder, and Polly Staniford. 
Cinematography is Sam Chiplin. It's edited by Pierre DiCalia. Music is from Craig Armstrong. Um, and our cast. Our cast. Well, we have Kelly MacDonald as Georgie Jutland. We have Jarrett Holland, Hedland as Luther Fox or Lou. We have David Wenham as Jim Buckridge. Um, kind of forms the triumphant, as it were. We have Julia Stone as Sal. Um, yeah, that's Georgie's sister, I believe. No, is it Georgie's sister? Huh. God damn it, I forget. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, we have Ava... Carafils as Bird, Aaron Pedersen as Beaver, Chris Haywood as Warwick, George Mason as Darkey, and Daniel Wiley as Rusty. I mean, some of the names were a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, people. Alright, so the um the gist of the Peace. Okay, let us break it down. Well, the film follows Georgie, who's barely holding it together these days without a drink. Once a nurse, now she's trapped in Whiteport with local crayfish baron Jim Buckridge and his two sons. One hazy night, she sees the lone figure of Lou Fox appear in the mists of the bay. A long time ago, he was a dirt musician, but now he survives as a poacher. An unwise choice given Jim's iron grip on the local fishing trade. Georgie is instantly drawn to Lou, and the pair begin an intense affair. What Georgie doesn't realise is that the Foxes and the Buckridges have a long murky history which just might rise to the surface. I mean, wouldn't it just be like, it just might? I mean, come on, <laughs> it, it will rise to the surface. Let's be, let's be honest, people. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I didn't know dirt music was an expression right i i always figured you know because the the sound reminded me of kind of a little nerve the little a little knower and the whale um a little uh scott matthews you know what i mean had that kind of that kind of sound to it, a little more Laura Marlin, you know what I mean, and I've never heard them described as dirt music, so I don't know, maybe it's an Australian thing, it could be that, who knows, I don't know people, so don't ask me, anyway, our film, it, it, so we start with, like, Georgie swimming, so she, she, we see her go skinny dipping. They do it very tastefully, people. Don't worry. You won't be blushing from the scene. You just see a silhouette. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we, we have her swimming. 
and um, you know, then things get a, you know, they move kind of from there, we get more scenes with her, you know, she goes out swimming again, and, you know, she, like, I think the first time she kind of thinks she sees someone, you know, but, yeah, she, she kind of goes back, then she's with, um, Buckridge in the kitchen, making breakfast with the kids and all of that. But we kind of get this weird vibe, you know? Kind of get this weird vibe. And although we see her drinking, right, you never see her, right, I don't know, you never get the impression she's a lush, right? That's the thing. I, I I think it's it's meant to be that yeah, she's this lush and she she's sunk into the bottle, but I don't know, that doesn't really come across. Maybe I'm not seeing it. But yeah, it's not coming across. But all the inter- interactions with Jim just seem a little bit coldish. You know what I mean? A little bit coldish. So, we have that, you know, there's a bit with him coming in with a huge haul of fish, and all of that, she doesn't really, everyone seems happy, she doesn't seem happy, but we never understand, I think one of the big things is, a lot of the undercurrents are never really explained, it's like we are meant to live in Southport and understand what's going on. Southport? No, it's Whiteport. Ah, um, but yeah, we're meant to understand, and there's no way you can understand. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you you just see all of these things happening. Like, there's a lot of references to her used to be a nurse, right? But it's never. Why did you stop being a nurse? You know what I mean? And there's no way we can find out, right? Is it because of the drinking? Is it because Jim told her not to? We have no clue, right? Which is odd. It's an odd thing. It's the interaction when she first meets Lou. Doesn't really say a lot, right? Doesn't say a lot to her at all. And then when we have, um, like, we have her meet him again. Still, not a lot of conversation. But they they kind of jump into bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty quickly. And, hey, no shade. You know what I mean? Whatever. You're adults, I mean, whatever you want to do, as long as you're doing it safely, who gives a fuck, right? Who gives a fuck? Uh, Because we then get the sense that Jim doesn't really care. You know, they they, they, they want to talk about jealousy in the synopsis, but I don't know. We get the sense he doesn't care. I don't know if this is some weird open kind of situation. He's fucking people on the side. We don't know. 
right? Because the film doesn't fill us in. And it's not a case of having to know every single facet of the day. We don't need to know all of that. But to have any connection with the characters, you need a little something, you know, because all that we have is brooding Lou, you know, kind of melancholic Georgie, and and that's kind of it, but you don't kind of get the sense why these two people would be passionately in love with each other, you know, like, I think you could see anyone maybe having a, a quick little dalliance, right, but to then kind of cultivate a love, you'd need to see something, right, you'd need to see some sort of bond growing, and we don't really see that, right, the film doesn't really develop that aspect of things, yeah, and then I think the whole, whole thing of them, you know, Jim finding out about them, you kind of go, huh, like, because it's not like there's a moment where, Oh, wait, I think I recognise that car, or, oh, is that someone, like, there's nothing, so all of a sudden, he knows, and it's just like, but, huh, like, you haven't created this part of the story, you jumped from B to, you know, P, right, you've missed out all of these steps, all of these things, and now we're meant to presume, oh, yeah, he found out. Now, it's a small village, right? So, yeah, I think everyone knows it's, it's hard to keep a secret in a, a, a small group of friends, let alone a small friggin' village, people. So, I can definitely understand th- this thing could be found out. But from what we see, yeah, like, but... How did it get found out? Who found it out? Right? Now, no one seems very friendly to each other. It's all a little weird in that part. And the dialogue... I mean, the dialogue is not the best. Right? This film really stands out with the... Cinematography, we get some lovely shots of beaches and deserts and wilderness and all of that. You know, it looks very nice. Looks very nice. For the stuff we can see, I will say uh, there are these scenes in the dark. You know, especially a lot of the flashbacks. And that's, it is very hard to see what's going on in those Right, and especially there's some poignant moments with, you know, situations on the road and whatnot, which it doesn't have the full impact because it's hard to make out what what's actually going on. Now, you can 
picture it, you can assume, right? So, obviously, okay, blah, blah, that's what's happened. But we don't see it. So, it's, you know, it, it doesn't quite have the impact it should. Right? So, there is that. The music, yeah, the music's nice. You know, as I said, it's kind of a Scott Matthews, Laura Marlin, Noah and the Whale kind of, kind of vibe. Right? Music's nice. Dig the music. But the way it is kind of just meant to stand on that, that and the look, it, it, it is, you know, hard to balance on just these two things, it, it's like a dog with only two working legs, right? Doesn't really work that well, people. Doesn't really work that well, which is a shame. Because everyone involved are very competent actors and actresses, you know? And I think it's hard to go, oh, they're horrible performances, because I wouldn't say that. I just kind of feel there wasn't as much for them to play with here, you know? I think Kelly MacDonald, her accent is a little iffy, right? It it is one of those situations, you know, when you see a singer who doesn't naturally have the strongest voice. So to cover it up, they sing very quietly, if they have to do anything acoustic or live When they're doing shit in the studio On the album They'll be belting stuff out Because you can manipulate that voice But when it's live It's very quiet, you know Very soft Very quiet And to cover up the accent flaws She does speak very quietly <laughs> But, you know, I mean, the accent, it doesn't make or break the film. You know, that doesn't really matter as much. And the the, the problem is, is really just the story and the holes in the story. I haven't read the book, so I don't know, you know, if, if there are these big parts that were missed out or anything like that. Or maybe it's just, you know, even if I read the book, the story just wouldn't gel with me. But I'm not prone to a good little romance story. You know what I mean? Everyone likes a little romance story, people. But yeah, this one, it just, I don't know. There's there's a, a flatness to it, right? It's like, you know, going to a concert. You like a band and they don't do any of their big hits, right? They just want to do new material that doesn't really work. <laughs> I, mean, I, I did see the Kaiser Chiefs ones, right? And they dr- literally dropped the album the day before the gig. And so going to the gig, not everyone knew the new stuff. Right, but what they did, they play a new track and then they play a hit. Play another hit, play a new track. And the new stuff was good. It's just people didn't really know it as well. Right? But they they mixed it in, which helped it go over. And this 
this was just new tracks, which no one knew, so you're just standing there like, I don't know where to, where to sing, you know, where to start jumping up and down, hmm, not sure what I'm doing here, right, and, and, and that's, yeah, this, this film, it, it's just, it's hard to know the beats, because it's all over the place, you're, it's trying to convince you that these people are in love and this situation is so dire and, you know, it was so bad, someone has to leave and all of this stuff and you're just like, but I'm not seeing it. Really, like, you're giving me all of this, but it doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't make sense. Right, so, I don't know. I'm sure... I'm sure there's going to be an audience for this, right? There's going to be people that are like, I love it. You know, if you like children's stuff, you know, if you're a fan of, uh, well, I kind of feel people, if you are a fan of Jarrett Headland, you'd probably like it. He, he's, he's topless a lot. Right, so if that jiggles your boat, then yeah, I mean, you could be down with this, yeah, if you like Kelly MacDonald, then you might want to give it a look, if you enjoyed the book, you might want to see how they adapted it, and you can, people, because it is out today, that is correct, it is out today, right, in the, um, in the episode details, you'll find links to purchase it on iTunes, Amazon, Google, all that good stuff, people. So if it tickles your boat, if it piques your interest, if you want to just find out what what's dirt music, then people, it's out today and you can go and find out. <laughs> Okay, people, so, we are here, it is the final part of the trilogy, you know, we get to find out how all the crazy stuff in Shady Side started, well, hopefully, that, that was always the hope coming into Fear Street in 1666, I do realise I had been saying 1966, which, um, yeah, obviously would make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but yes, it's 1666. Woo! And, um, yeah, I have to say, enjoyed it. Did enjoy it. So, you know, like all the rest, it's Based on the R.L. Stein novels. Um, it's directed by Lee Janiak. Um, and this one, it is written again. Janiak, Phil um, Grazadi. And this time they are joined by Kate Treefry. Aha. Uh, so it is produced by um, Peter Cherin, Gino Toppin, David Reddy, and 
Corey Adelson. Cinematography is Caleb Heyman. Edited by Rachel Goodlett Katz. Music is by Marco Beltrami and Anna Drubich. And uh, the film is starring. Well, let me say it's starring. It's pretty much got everyone back. You know what I mean? So we've got um, Kiana Madeira as Dina and Seraphia. Um, yeah, also we see Elizabeth Scopel reprise her role as Seraphia. So, um, Ashley Zuckerman, he doubles up with his roles. Um, so he's back as Nick Good, also plays Solomon Good. Um, and we see Ted Sutherland as the young Nick Good again. Gillian Jacobs is again, um, you know, Ziggy is C. Berman. Uh, Sadie Sink is Constance and Christine Berman. Olivia Welsh, Hannah Miller and Samantha Fraser. Benjamin Flores Jr. He's Henry and Josh. Uh, we've got Daryl Britt Gibson as Martin. Fred Henschinger as Isaac and Simon. Julia Rawood as Lizzie and Kate. Uh, we got Emily Rudd as Abigail and Cindy Berman. McCabe Sile as Mad Thomas and Tommy Slater. Jordana Spiro as the widow and Mrs. Lane. Uh, Jordina De Natalie as Ruby Lane. Jeremy Ford as Caleb and Peter. Randy Havens as George Freer. Matthew Zook as Elijah Good. Mayor Will Good. Lacey Camp as Gracie Miller and Mrs. Frazier. Charlene Amoya as Beth Kimball and Rachel Thompson. Mark Ashworth as Jacob Berman. Ryan Simpkins as Alice and Emily Brobist as Billy Barker. So yeah, I, I, I that was fun. I have to say that was fun. Um, now the uh, the gist is um, we uh, get the origins of the shady scar- shady side curse and the witch trial that started it. And the effect it is on the events of 1994. So, yeah. Um, I did really enjoy the fact that everyone came back, essentially. You hear me? It did make for a goofy 1666. But it was fun. It was definitely fun. So I I think the big thing Look, we knew we were going back to 1666 I mean, it's in the goddamn title, people But here's the rub How? That was always the thing, right? How were they going to orchestrate that? Because at the end of 78 
we see when, um, you know, uh, Dina and Josh dig up the hand and Dina gets the vision, right? So she gets the vision, she's Sarah Freer, we see all of that. So there is always the thought of, okay, so Dina is going to be Sarah Freer in the bam, 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 bam. But uh, what's going to happen? How are they going to orchestrate that? You know, going back to 78 made a lot of sense. You know, they that you had Ziggy, you know, retell the story. Boom. That worked. This one, they didn't even try. <laughs> I mean, there was no kind of... Okay. Alright. So, what we're going to do is maybe we can have them find some old notebooks. And they start to read And then we go back Or oh, She could hold the hand And tell everyone she saw something And see if she can get more information from it You know Like they were thinking about that No, 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 no We just basically start in 1666 <laughs> No rhyme or reason to it No explanation we're just there. And um yeah, I think one of the the, the weird things about 1666 were the weird accents. <laughs> because you know, Shady Side is in the States, but we have everyone trying to put on these weird Irish accents. They didn't really work, and a lot of people did jump in and out. It was odd, right? It was odd. It did, uh, you, you, you kind of scratching your head for a minute, being like, Yo, what the fuck is happening here? What are these motherfuckers doing? But you're just like, you know what? Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> you know, because you, you want to find out the truth. So it's like, I... I'm going to, um, um, shit, what's the word for, you know, uh, detaching yourself from reality, there's a word, there's an expression, I can't think of what the fuck it is, but that's what we do here, we're just like, um, dispel belief, dispel belief, it might be dispel belief, it might not be, so don't hold that against me. But I think you understand where I'm trying to go with this. Because that's what we do. And um, we're in the story. Um, You know, it does seem like when we're looking at everything, right? Because this film, I think it's the longest out of the three, right? Because it's um, 114 minutes. So, just slightly under two hours. You know what I mean? Just slightly under two hours, right? And we're, so we're in 1666 for a while. And you're just like, oh, I wonder how they're going to tie this all up. But what we did see about how it all started does make a lot of sense, you know? And it's always been one of them thoughts about the witch trials and how all of that kind of went down. Because you've just got one person's fucking, you know what I mean, 
point of view, like, you know, they they do it to write history. And when you've just got someone going, yeah, she seduced me. She's a witch. You know what I mean? You're just like, um, did that really happen? Or were you just a horny motherfucker? You know what I mean? You got caught. Now you're looking to blame someone. Or you tried a ting. You tried a ting and you got rebuffed. Right? You got rebuffed. Because how many times have you heard and you'd be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to try and ask out, uh, I'm going to try and ask out Claire. Yeah, I think she's been looking at me. She's been looking at me. Yeah, she has. All right, so I'm going to do a thing, people. All right? And, uh, yeah, once I've done, don't expect me back because I think when we're knocking boots all night, then you see your peoples and be like, yo, what happened with Claire? What happened with Claire? And you know what? She's a dyke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's the only reason she'd say no. You know me? That happens all the time. Happens all the time. Right? So, the, the explanation we get, I'm like, okay, I'm on that. I am on that. Now, it definitely gets interesting because different elements get pulled into it, which we don't see later on. We never, we hadn't seen in any of the flashbacks or any of the other retellings. And you're like, oh, okay, that does make sense. But how is it we didn't hear about any of that? So that's a bit, but... Then they tie it up, and you're like, yes, that does make sense. Now, they do do the thing which they did in the second film, 1978, where someone has a horrendous injury, (laughs) which you are then not just getting up and, you know, walking it off, right? Remember in the second one when Alice... Breaks her leg Breaks her leg And the bone Sticks out the skin Which is one of the worst Types of break Right, that's the type of break Where your shit could get Amputated Right, it's one of them ones But we then just see her Like, oh Put some wrapping around And then we see her just walking we just like, sure he wouldn't be walking, man. <laughs> she ain't gonna be walking. She gonna be rolling on the floor, crying her motherfucking eyes out, right? You know what I mean? Especially because we've seen the shit in real life, right? Just the other week, Conor McGregor broke his ankle. We saw Chris Weidman break his just a few weeks back, right? And when you saw the pain on those motherfuckers. <laughs> You're just like, I, yeah, Alice ain't gonna be getting up anytime soon. <laughs> so there was that, and we get a similar thing in this one. We get a similar thing in this one. We do find out how Seraphia loses her hand because the way it's told, you kind of feel that it might have gone in one way, which it doesn't. Right, but we find out how. Uh, I will say, 
I can't see how that would have happened. <laughs> like a normal knife ain't just doing that 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 easily. It was a little like hmm, but but you know what? I am nitpicking on that, right? It's silly. It's ridiculous. It never could happen that way. But it doesn't spoil the film. I will tell you that. I'm just bringing it up, people, because it amused the fuck out of me. You know what I mean? It amused me. So that's what I'm telling you. But it's it just it helps tie the story. Helps tie the story, and you're like, all right, fine, 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 fine. So we get all of this information. We find out truths. Now the big, I think one of the big, big kind of secrets that we get out of 1666, you do realize early on. Okay, it must be this person. But that's not, it's not bad that it's easy to work out because I, I you know what I mean? I, I, I just kind of feel that whatever you do, that was going to be a, a, something you could work out anyway. You know what I mean? However you played that. Now, which was good? We then, we then jump back in, well, we jump forward in time. Forward, no, we jump, huh, no. Uh, well, we come back to 1994. I'm trying to think because it's just like jumping. It's not jumping back because back would be further than 1666, right? And forward would be further than 1994. So, yeah, we just jump back to 1994. I feel I'm confusing myself and maybe you. But we're back in 1994, okay? Um, I could have just said present day. <laughs> I just realised, could have said present day <sighs> God damn it I'm just like whew. I don't know people Sometimes I just think it's because my mind works so damn fast It's that or it's just stopping working Meh, pick, your, pick your poison Anyway, we're back in modern day And it's all about how How is this thing going to play out now we do get a little something, right? Which was an incident. I do kind of feel it didn't necessarily have to go the way it went, but it does add detention for sure, for sure, and it, it, it makes it fun when you know what I mean. They start then. Assembling the gang Because <laughs> we get an assembling the gang moment Right uh, Which is all pretty fun Especially <laughs> Especially when they go and pick up um, Martin Right that that was kind of amusing. You know, because you're just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because it's just like he, you, you understand he's got a little beef, you know, and then it's just like, yo, you want to do a thing? It's just like, eh, let me grab my coat. <laughs> it's like, no, wait, 
hold on, hold the fuck on, yeah, so yeah, that, that was all very funny, and then, right, the plan that was put together, I think, like in the first film, I did enjoy the plans, right, because we don't just get the stupidness that you usually see in a slasher film, there is the thought around it all, like, yo, let's do this, and that could, and you're like, okay, okay, yes, that makes a lot of sense, now, I didn't quite get why all the lights had to be off, right, wasn't quite sure why, and the fluorescence, but it did make fun visuals, right, it did make fun visuals, so the way all of that, yeah, that was fun, that was fun, especially the, um, the bit that had them all go a little cray, you know what I mean, that was very funny, and, uh, yeah, I think we get a good resolution to the film, you know, there was a very good payoff here, you know, there was definitely a very good payoff, there was a fear that we might get something similar to the end of 1994, which was just like, no, not, no, <laughs> it doesn't quite go in that direction, people, but, uh, yeah, it works, it works, the one thing, the one thing I was a little, hmm, firstly, Footprints <laughs> I'm like Footprints do kind of tie you to something You know what I mean So I was a little bit Um Don't you want to get rid of those <laughs> Don't you want to get rid of those Because Whatever you want to do To try and then Tell everyone that a certain person Did a certain thing there, this is clear evidence that you were in a certain place, right? So there was that, and I was curious how they were gonna all tie it to a person at the end. I would have liked to have seen what you know, I mean, what the evidence was, but yeah. I was I was fine with all of it, especially seeing how the curse is, you know, doing its thing and all of that. And then at the very very end, we do get a possible. There could be more, which was, you know, be like, hmm, okay, interesting. But yeah, I I very much did enjoy the film. And the one, um, you know, the one real pain I had with it, uh, but you know, because the accents and, you know, the 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 the, the, the uh, injuries, I mean, they're just a small little, yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, they're silly little things. But the one problem I did have was a lot of sixty six was in the dark, and. I don't know, you just can't make out some of the stuff, which is a shame, was a shame, definitely that, but people, 
if you enjoyed the first two, I think this is your payoff. This is your payoff. They handled it very well. You know what I mean? Handled it very well. And I kind of feel that you get a, a sensible conclusion to it. Think that. Yeah. And I will also say, right? I think, uh, you know, because Dina and Sam, right? They're girlfriends in the thing. And, you know, there is that. But I don't really feel it's the driving force. So I did kind of think, okay, yeah, that's all handled very well. Right, and when I say handled well, I don't mean because of being like, oh, how are you gonna slip these dirty lesbians into this film? I'm just like, a lot of times, right, something gets made and the sexuality of a character that becomes the big thing. Be like, dum dum dum. And that wasn't really it, right? The story was the story. These were just little points, these is character depth. So, I enjoyed the fact that they didn't make it this crazy issue. It gets referenced, obviously, but it all makes sense towards the story. You know, like um, when Good tells her, I'm going to tell everyone that a dyke went mad. and Because that's what you would say. That's what you would say. You're trying to hurt someone. You're trying to be like... Now, you might even use different language, but... You know what I mean? That, like, it comes up in situations like that. And I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense, people. All makes sense. But this is story first. No agendas. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. You know, I think they put this together extremely well. And I wouldn't be mad. Uh, well, you could do definitely do more. But I kind of feel that you can drop a trilogy in this way. I enjoyed it, you know, you, to get the quick payoffs in a month, well, in a, in two weeks, right, you get all the story, I like that, you know, definitely did, and I, I, I do feel that a lot of these actors and actresses coming from this, you know, who you might not know of, I think they're, they're going to go on to do big things, because everyone really... Killed it in their roles Definitely enjoyed all the acting So uh, yes people Fear Street Part 3 A.K.A. Fear Street 1666 Boom Does the thing Delivers the story Delivers the satisfaction So people go Check it out It's on Netflix right now Yes, people, so there you have it There you have it, people Hey, so, Dirt Music, it is out today Go to the episode info for all the links So you can go grab it from your favourite VOD 
and Fear Street 1666 is on Netflix. Alright, so go complete the trilogy, have your fun, it is very good people, I highly recommend that one to you. So people, that is it for today's special, we will be back on Thursday as we do for our usual Echo Chamber instalment and I will say we will have a little something something special for you on Friday on Thursday even so see you then people peace